All right. Good morning. Today I am with Jen Barron. Jen Barron. I'm going to tell you how Jen Barron and I, hi, Jen Barron. Do you want to say hi first? Hi, Renee. <laughs> Jen and I met so strangely and serendipitously. So we were both in a mastermind with a coach who lives in Korea. And I moved to Indiana. And it turns out Jen lives one block away from me and was in that same mastermind that was like created by someone in Korea. Like, what? It was such, it's just, it was so perfect. I couldn't have been happier to find out that you were my neighbor. <laughs> I felt like I hit the lottery. I'm yeah. like, of the 30 people in this group, and, and it, I felt like I was having a bit of a dream or somehow when you requested to be a member of the Facebook group that our neighborhood has, I'm like, wait a second, she's in on the West Coast. What is she doing here? And why is she asking to be a part of this group that is so weird and random? Yeah. And then when I learned that you're a block over, I'm like, get out of town. It was so, so awesome. Yeah. And everybody was jealous because everyone else was spread all over the yeah. place. Yeah. And so <laughs> Jen and I, Jen, I was just actually out walking my dog the other day and Jen was like, hey, Renee. So it's just so fun to be able to like get to connect with, with real human beings. Um, but you ended up reaching out to me when I ran, I, I ran my first kind of food focused group several months back and you jumped in on that. So what I want to talk to you today about and share with my listeners is just, is, is some of what your relationship with food was like, like the struggles and the things that you've tried in the past and just kind of where you were with your food what the group was like, and then just any shifts or any things that you want to share with us from working in the group setting. So first, let's just start with, with what you've gone through with your food. Tell us a little bit about what your relationship with food and your body has been like in the past. Yeah, it was in the past, it was very um, like one end of the spectrum or the other. And so it's like food was love, you know, here, let me cook for you here. You did a great job in, you know, helping me weed the garden. Here's some money to go to Dairy Queen. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, being fat or seen as overweight was awful. So it's like, you got to get it just right. You got to be right in the middle, you know, don't be too one or the other. Mm -hmm. And so it was, it created such a huge internal war for me and a huge internal conflict. Mm -hmm. And because of everything that was going on at home growing up, I turned to food because we didn't talk about what was going on and I didn't know how to deal with it. And so food was my comfort, Mm -hmm. but the comfort that I was quote unquote getting from the food was showing up as, you know, more weight and more weight. And so then I hated myself because I was bigger than the other kids in elementary school and middle school and part of high school. And so it was, it was this thing that I was trying to get comfort from and trying to soothe myself, but it, it created such a, such a war between myself because I just, I, there was so much hatred because of how my body looked. And so I would try to, you know, 
tried slim fast and tried the grapefruit. I mean, all the diets, you know, we'll save about 20 minutes by not listening, (laughs) listing all of the diets, but you know, just any way to get my body into submission to be smaller than what it was, Mm -hmm. but still eat because that was my only form of comforting myself. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and the worst thing to be, and unfortunately, it's still kind of the case in 2021. The worst thing to be is fat. Mm-hmm. You know, please, yep. God, let me be anything but yes. fat. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so yeah. And, you know, over the years, I had gotten a little better about the food. There weren't quite the tight reins like that were on, you know, growing up and even in my 20s and 30s, you know. Um, so that had loosened a little bit, but because I had gotten to know you in the mastermind and because we were friends on social media, I loved, basically I wanted what you had. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I like how that looks. Mm -hmm. How can I learn from her and how can I make those things my own? And so, and, and, and for me, the big part, the big thing that I hadn't figured out yet was how the hell do I not hate my body so much? How do I stop focusing on how my clothes fit or how do I stop focusing so much on my stomach or my arms? And so I came to our program, your program, really looking for that piece around not hating my body so much. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't even, I want to love my body. I just want to not hate it so much. And so I just felt a really strong magnetism towards you and what you were offering. And I knew that it was like, okay, this is what I need next. This is the next step. And so that's why I'm like, okay, I love what you're putting out there. I love the the group that you were putting together. And I'm like, I think it starts on Monday. And it was Friday when I got a hold of you. And I'm like, yeah. is it too late? Can I still do this? So yeah. 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 I love that. And I like, you know, you're you got you came to me when a lot of women come to me. And it's like your life wasn't in shambles, right? Like yeah. you, you, you're a coach too. Like you're doing your thing. You're amazing. You're hilarious. You're fun. Like you have so many of those things that I love too. I'm like, it's I was pretty. very, I was very excited. You were joining my group. Um, and yet it's just like, uh, you know, there's like just this peace. That's just like, God, I can tell how this kind of prohibits me from living in a way that I really want to live. And that's why I was so excited for you to come in too. Cause I was like, Oh, you're in a beautiful position to join this group because this is exactly what we do is we take that relationship with food. That's like just exhausting. And you're just like, you know, I, I often say this, I'm like, listen, if you want like to get shredded and get a six pack and all of that. Like I'm probably not your person, but if you want to like feel sane around food and trust your body and just like live your life, like, yes, hell yeah. I'm all for that. Like it can absolutely help you with that. And so that's a huge reason why I was really excited that you came into the program. I am curious before you joined and while you were thinking of joining, did you have any 
big fears? Like, was there any like, uh, before you, you joined the program? Uh, I, not really, but it was almost like, it was almost like, okay, this has always been like my thing, you know, I, the, in air quotes, Mm -hmm. it's been, you know, food has been my issue or my thing or whatever. It's like, who am I going to be if it's not my thing? You know, it's like taking away this like obstacle that I have continued to put in my way. Mm -hmm. It was like, uh, I was like, I was scared of being too like big or bold or all of a sudden I was going to have this time or this energy that wasn't put on food and my body. It was like, (gasps) Whoa, I gotta like start living. And it was like what I wanted the most, but it also scared the crap out of me at the same time. I mean, there were so many like brain blowing paradoxes Mm -hmm. and, or is that the right word? Paradoxes. It It was, you know, it, (laughs) it was like, I want that so bad, but I'm scared to have it at the same time, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but, but my gut, my spirit, my soul, my intuition, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. I just knew that, that I needed to be a part of what you were doing because I did not care. I didn't want the six pack. I didn't want to be shredded. Like you said, I just wanted to be able to stand by the cupcakes and not think about them the whole time. Mm -hmm. You know, I wanted to have a pint of Grater's ice cream in the freezer without it, without feeling like it was calling my name Mm -hmm. every evening. Mm -hmm. And I could do that. It finally became a reality. So I wasn't like shooting for the moon or the stars. I just wanted some more sanity around food and my body. And that's what I got. Yeah. What was the experience like for you being in a group of women talking about like, I feel like this is something I love about you too. And I was glad you were coming in because I had you and Katie. I'd worked with Katie before. And I was like, okay, these two gals are going to come in and, and talk and show up because I feel like you're a little bit more, you're willing to just show up where, I mean, food and body stuff is, is kind of like what you were saying. Like it is our lover. It is our secret lover. It is our yes. thing that like we, we want to get rid of so bad, but also we're terrified to let it go. And most people don't really know the extent to which it consumes our life. So we're kind of coming in and like talking about this secret that we've never really talked about before. So what was it like for you to come into a room and talk to other women about this stuff? It, for, for me, one of my big things in my life journey is I felt so alone at different periods of my life. And for me, that is crushing. That is crushing it is like the worst feeling and being a part of a group, knowing that you basically been there, done that. And the other women in the group, been there, done that, you know, there was nothing that any of us shared that was like, Oh my God, I have never heard that before. Or, Oh my God, I have never done that before. That is totally new to me. Yeah. It was, it was just constant. I'm a big head nodder anyway, I have realized, Yeah. but it was like, Oh, you know, me too. Oh, been there, done that. Oh my gosh. Yes. Mm -hmm. So it was just so, uh, 
affirming. Mm -hmm. And that's another reason that I loved working with you so much was that you normalize everything. You don't, you affirm that none of us are, are broken. None of us are hot messes. We've all done the things. Mm -hmm. And so it was just seeing that I wasn't alone. And then I was a hundred percent normal. Those were like the two really big things that, that I love about being a part of a coaching group and how much you can get from other people being coached and listening to that, you know, there's so much value in getting one-on-one coaching and I highly recommend it, Mm -hmm. but there's also so much value in, in, in participating and witnessing other people being coached. So just all of that, not feeling like I'm alone and not feeling like I'm abnormal. Yeah. 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 I, uh, uh, I think a big concern a lot of people have when they come in to do this work is I'm never going to stop eating and I'm never going to work out again. And you kind of had the reverse happen, right? Tell us a little bit about like that never thinking you're going to stop eating to where you are and your kind of situation with exercise. Right. So at first, um, one of the pieces that I loved that we worked on was legalizing food Mm -hmm. because we all slap labels on food. It's a good food. It's a bad food. It's a sinful food. It's a guilty pleasure, you know, all of that crap and those labels. And so one of the things I did for probably a good week, if not longer, is I ate ice cream every night because I wanted to. And that made it okay. So there was like nothing on the do not eat list. Nothing was prohibited. And by doing that, and sometimes by going and eating something every day, it 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 told my brain that the food was okay to eat and then I could have it anytime I wanted. Mm -hmm. And by allowing it and reminding myself that I could have it anytime I wanted it, it suddenly became like, oh, okay. So there's ice cream in the fridge. You know, you can have it whenever you want it, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't like, oh my God, am I going to have it tonight? Or am I going to save it for tomorrow night? Because like all of a sudden there's no more, you know, I can't eat it anymore. Mm -hmm. And so the legalizing piece was really big for me and really huge and really set myself up, set myself up for so much more success. And so that's still the piece that I take with me. So You know, I, I saw your, I, yeah, I want to, I want to add to that because I, you know, I often talk about this and it's one of the most, I will say like, it is a scarier part of the process, but I, it, it's what that piece is, is really solidifying that trust with food. And what I, yeah. I recently had a client say like, what even is trust? And it's exactly like what you just said. It is knowing that oh, it's going to be there. I'm not doing anything right, wrong, good, bad. What do I want when we just normalize food, when we neutralize the food and we're just like, okay, I could have ice cream right now at 10 a.m. on a whatever or later or whatever. And it's just like, oh, and you often 
depending like everyone's length of time that they legalize for mine was multiple months, but, um, uh, it, when you go through that and you solidify that trust, you, you've like elevated yourself to this entirely new level with food. And and this is the part that, that people skip when we reach for diets is that we, instead of allowing all the foods, because it's very counterintuitive when you're binge eating, when you're eating all the things, of course you think, hell no, I have to eliminate, eliminate, eliminate. But when you allow it and let yourself have it and do the work to feel normal around it, you've reached a new level of food that you've never experienced before. And then you can continue on this journey of eating healthy, exercising, doing all of these things that you want. But with diets, it tries to slash that out and jump right to the carrot that dangles that everyone wants. Like, you're going to feel great. You're going to lose all this weight. But really, you're just like, oh, like hanging on for dear life. And 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 it's because you never established that trust with yourself or with ice cream. So exactly like what you said is that every time there's ice cream in the freezer, you're like, am I going to have it? 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 Am I going to have it until you just eat it? Cause you're like, fuck, I can't take it anymore. Right. And then with that legalization, like what you said is just like, Oh, it's that calmness. And it really is a prerequisite. I believe in creating just like a breath of fresh air around food. So you were yeah. able to get to the point where you could keep pints of ice cream in your freezer. No big deal. You also brought up like some so a, a kind of a new relationship with exercise. So talk a little bit about that. Right. So in the past, and I, I still remember um, when I was in college and uh, I would go to this particular gym. I remember what the gym looks like. I remember the mirrors on the wall and I remember the boxes for step aerobics. And back then exercise was punishment. It was either punishment or it was what I needed to do in order to eat whatever it was that night. It was never because I enjoyed doing it. And hindsight, I loved step aerobics. Mm -hmm. I loved the music and the group and the energy and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. But that's not what it was about back then. It was very, very punitive, very, I mean, pretty like a hundred percent punitive. And, and so over, over, you know, the last handful of years, and especially during the time that we worked together, I started realizing that it doesn't have to be punitive and that it's possible to enjoy things. And why don't I pick something that I enjoy? And so we have an elliptical machine at our house and I love it. I love the rhythm of, of doing it. I don't like to run outside. I don't like that, but I love the rhythm of the elliptical machine. And so exercise has now turned into something that I want to do, something that I get to do, something that is a tool in my toolbox mm-hmm. for helping myself and for caring for myself. And it's not a thing that I did because I had pizza last night. You know, I had pizza last night because I wanted to, and I loved every dang bite of it. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to work out 
to this morning because that also feels good. It's mm-hmm. almost gotten to the point where it's like, I don't want to say a reward, but it's not something that I dread. It's yeah. not something that I don't want to do. It's something that I get to do because I enjoy it. So it's gone from something very punitive to something that I look forward to doing. And at the same time, there have been mornings, I've had a couple mornings this week where it's like, you know, I'm not going to work out. Maybe instead of doing something cardio, I do some stretching. I do some yoga. Or maybe I need to get another hour of sleep or whatever. And so it's really that that trusting, like you said, and I wanted to circle back to that because as you were talking, what I realized with diets, we gave all of our trust to the diet, you know, because we weren't taught as women, especially, we can't trust ourselves around food. We can't trust our intuition. We can't trust ourselves, you know, fill in the blank of the hundred ways that we are taught and trained that we can't trust ourselves. And so no kidding, no wonder it goes into food and exercise as well. And so that was another big piece that I took away from our group time together was the trusting ourselves around food and trusting ourselves around exercise. What sounds good today? Mm -hmm. Maybe a bike ride around the neighborhood sounds good today, or maybe some more sleep sounds good today, you know, and it's really trusting the answer that comes up. Mm -hmm. And so that, that self-trust is another huge thing that, that I don't think I've fully realized that I got from our time together and, you know, or maybe something to call it, you know, something to call it because yes, now I can have ice cream in the freezer and I trust myself. Mm -hmm. Now I can decide, you know what, I'm going to sleep for another hour Mm -hmm. and trust myself. But that doesn't mean that I'm never going to work out again. It just means that I'm listening to my tired human animal body, and it needs some more sleep. So I'm glad that you brought up that trust component, because that was a huge, huge takeaway from our group time together. Yeah, oh, that's such a great, I love all of that. And it's funny, sometimes I forget that when I say self trust, people are like, what? Like, they don't, they don't really get it. And so I'm doing trying to do a better job at explaining what that is. But, you know, it's really just getting to be present in your life because I feel like with food and exercise it's just like this constant you know like because it's not just with us it it also comes up in every other person that we see right if if we're feeling insecure in our body or insecure in our relationship with exercise or how we're eating I mean geez you can't go anywhere without seeing someone that you're like well, at least I look better than her. At least I don't look like that. Or how am I going to look like that? And it's just like this constant, constant, just onslaught of thinking, thinking about it. So what do you, what do you fill your time with and your day with now that food, eating, hating your body, all of that stuff, isn't taking up all of your headspace? What have you filled in? The pockets of time with fun, 
fun, fun, <laughs> fun. Yeah. And you, and I know I've told you this outside of this, this particular recording, but you have been such an inspiration for having fun. And mm. I have a huge silly side. Yeah. I, I'm not afraid to look silly. I'm yeah. not afraid to have fun. But for a long time in my life, especially when food and body was very rigid, I didn't allow myself to have fun because I didn't feel safe. For whatever reason, I didn't feel safe. And so what I realized is that rest and play are more important than like achieving and doing and being productive. Mm -hmm. And they're an important component to that, you know? And so I am just looking for more ways to have fun. And one thing that, that Sully and I did during the pandemic was we did puzzles. Yes. We talked about that. We (laughs) talked about that when we went to the cake place. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, and so we've got a puzzle going right now that is a screenshot of nine different Pixar movies. And so, you know, anytime like between clients or, you know, if I'm wanting to just not sit down and watch television, Mm -hmm. I'm working on the puzzle Mm -hmm. or I am playing with my dogs more, Mm -hmm. or I'm reading something that isn't, you know, Mm -hmm. self-development. Thank you, Janet Ivanovich. Uh, So, (laughs) you know, I'm really trying to Um, be more intentional with having more fun, with creating more joy. Um, And one of the things I saw your post about going to the Indiana State Fair, Mm -hmm. um, Sully and I went on Sunday and I'm like, okay, yes, I want the fair food, but I really want to go on my favorite ride. And I did. And it was so much fun. I was laughing and swearing and screaming (laughs) and all of the things but it was just like no holds barred fun. Yeah. And so that's the one of the biggest things for me that I'm doing with more time and energy that I'm having from not being so myopically focused on food and my body. It's having more fun. Because that's why I feel like we're here on the planet is yeah. to have more fun. Yeah. And so, you know, that's why I will always follow you on the socials because you are <laughs> a huge inspiration for having fun, not taking yourself too seriously and just doing all of those things that are what really bring us the joy and the fun, you know? Yeah. yeah we can have joy and fun from food. You know, I think it should be joyful. And that's another thing that I learned from you, but there's other things out there too. Yeah. Oh, Jen, that was perfect. Beautiful. Beautiful. I appreciate you just hopping on here and sharing your experience with doing group coaching and just kind of offering some inspiration to other people out there that are maybe in the same spot that you were a few months back and just wanting some of that freedom. So Thank you so much for for popping on here. Any last thoughts or anything you want to say before we wrap up? No, um, other than just keep keep doing what you're doing. Um, It's so valuable and it's so incredibly important. And I just really appreciate the opportunity to be able to work with you. So thank you for all that you do, I guess is my, are my parting words. Thank you. Thank you. All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this interview and 
so we were talking about this group. I am releasing a new group that is coming up. We're going to start in a couple of weeks. So if you're interested in that, you can hop up to my bio and check it out or apply for the program. All right. Bye.